Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Philosophy of Strength podcast. Today's episode is going to be about a concept called the fitness pyramid. So this might be um, a concept that you've heard of before, although you might not have heard it put into the idea of a pyramid. But another way of thinking about what I'm going to talk about today is just the principle of balance. And balance is something that's really important in all all aspects of life. But today I'm going to be talking about it in relation to training and fitness and overall health. So what is the fitness pyramid? Well, this was something that I don't want to say that I came up with this because I'm sure it's been um, talked about before plenty of times by different coaches. But it was just something that I thought would be a good way of um, representing what I'm talking about. So if we think about a a pyramid, if you visualize a pyramid in your mind, pyramid has three sides to it. And in order for the pyramid to be as high as possible, it needs to have a, a good wide base. If you imagine trying to stick um, a needle, for example, which is something that's really narrow, but quite tall relatively, if you try to stand that on its end, it's very easy for it to topple over. Whereas if a pyramid is nice and wide, it can go very high because it has a stable wide base. So think about the peak of that pyramid as your fitness or your health um, or whatever fitness goal you're trying to work towards and then each point or each side of that um, pyramid is made up of three different things so what I personally identify those things as being and the things that I think are most critical to um, building a good base for being generally athletic and healthy the three things are strength endurance and flexibility or some people refer to that as mobility so those three things um i think you need to have a base level of competency in to ensure that number one you're going to be healthy um and number two you're going to actually be able to have a high level of fitness um for both your goal and just being generally athletic as well So, um, just to kind of clarify what I mean by those three things, although they're probably fairly self-explanatory, strength, that's your ability to exert force against an external resistance. Um, There's lots of different exercises that you can use for measuring strength. Um, I think that regardless of what it is you're pursuing, there is a base level of strength that you should have that's going to transfer well to pretty much any activity you can do. So, you know, you should be able to do basic exercises like push-ups. So that's pushing your body weight away from the floor. You should be able to do pull-ups, pulling your body weight over something. Um, you should be able to do, you know, a body weight squat. So if you weigh 80 kilos, you should be able to put 80 kilos on your back, sit down and stand back up with us. And something at least close to or approximating a double body weight deadlift so being able to lift 160 kilos if you weigh 80 kilos off the ground um 
And then in terms of flexibility, flexibility is really for me more about it's not about how high you can kick your leg up over your head or if you can do the splits. Uh, what I really mean when I say flexibility or mobility is that your body should have the ability to go through a normal range of motion at all of its joints and you should have the ability to do a wide variety of movements. So one of the problems with strength training um, by itself, if that's all you're doing, is that the exercises are great for building strength and muscle, but if all you do outside of the gym is sit at a desk or on a couch and maybe go for the occasional walk, there is a lot of ranges of motion that you're not bringing your joints through and a lot of movements that you're not practicing. And I don't have any concrete evidence to say whether this stops you from getting hurt or you know how much it's going to improve your performance. Um, all I really have is my anecdotal experience of what I've noticed in myself with flexibility improving my performance and my health and what I've noticed in people that I've trained. Um, generally, people who can get into positions a lot easier tend to be more athletic in general. And um, from what I've seen, they, they seem to pick up less uh, niggles and injuries because they're able to control lots of different ranges of movement and they don't have to worry too much about getting pushed into a range that they can't control. And then endurance is essentially what most people would think of when I say fitness. That's like your cardiovascular fitness, your ability to do a low intensity activity, but for a sustained period of time. So there's loads of different ways that you could quantify that. Um, lots of different activities you could use, um, you know, I think that you should be able to run for a reasonable distance, like five kilometers. That's something that I've been trying to improve during lockdown. Um, swimming is good. It's not something that, that I'm personally very good at. I might maybe try to get better at it at some stage. Um, but you need to be able to exert yourself at the sub-maximal level for a long period of time. It's going to improve your heart health and also having that base level of fitness um, improves your ability to recover from higher intensity training. So those are the three corners of our fitness pyramid. Endurance, strength, flexibility, um, and having a firm base in all three of those things is important. Uh, a really good analogy that I heard for this that kind of planted the seeds for it in my mind was um, a good few years ago, maybe close to 10 years ago, there was um, a well-known MMA fighter at the time called Frank Mir. He was one of my favorite fighters, actually. And uh, he had had a good career in um, the UFC, but he'd sort of sustained a few losses. Um, and he did, uh, he kind of changed things up in his training. He realized that he had always been focusing on the, the conditioning side of things. And he had really good flexibility because he was, um, an MMA fighter and that's, that's part of the game. 
but uh, he realized that he'd always neglected the strength aspect of things, which is crazy, really, because he was a heavyweight fighter. And um, I think he was fighting uh, Brock Lesnar or somebody at the time. But I know that he, he came in and it completely revolutionized um, his fighting ability. And the way that he described it was it's like having a stool with three legs and you have your strength, you have your flexibility, and you have your conditioning. If you take away one of the legs on the stool, the whole stool falls over. But if you have all three, you've got a nice stable base. And it's pretty much the same thing with a pyramid. Okay, so with that little intro out of the way, um, the next thing I want to move on to is just ensuring that it's really clear for you guys that in talking about how important all three of those things are, I'm not trying to say that you have to be equally good in each one. Um, you could if you wanted to. Some people want to be a bit of a jack of all trades and they don't really want to get um, really good at one specific thing. Um, so that's completely fine. But if you're someone who is like myself, mainly training for strength and muscle gain, then um, you do want to make sure that you're dividing out your time appropriately um, and not overly focusing on things that are good to focus on, but up to a certain point could actually start taking away from your, your goal of strength or muscle gain. So that's something that I think lifters uh, worry about far too much, and they just end up avoiding things like stretching and conditioning altogether. Um, basically, what I'm saying is you don't need to be able to run a marathon to have the conditioning necessary to be healthy and to um, improve your lifting. You just need to have a base level of fitness, okay? So you need to be able to go out for a run for maybe 10 to 20 minutes and not feel like you're going to have a heart attack, you know? Um, you need to be able to go on a rowing machine, do maybe one or two K and not have your heart rate uh, skyrocket. Um, you just need to improve your ability to sustain a nice low intensity for anywhere from 15 up to 30 minutes. Um, there is a point of diminishing returns with that, obviously, as there is for everything. And there is a point where you're going to start negatively affecting your lifting. It's not entirely clear, as far as I'm aware, from what I had read of the research enough up to date as of this year with research on the impact of endurance on endurance training on strength training. Um, but from what I learned when I was in college and what I've read over the, the few years after uh, I left college, um, it's not entirely clear if it's specifically the endurance training that interferes with strength training or if it's just the fact that you're piling on so much more training volume that it just becomes too hard for your body to recover and adapt um, from all of that training when you're pushing hard in the gym and you're pushing hard with doing thousands of reps on your legs when you're out running. Regardless, you're going to hit a point of diminishing returns, and if you push past that, you're actually going to find that you're going to start negatively impacting your lifting. Um, you know, if you're trying to run like multiple 10Ks a week, you're probably going to find for some people that um, you're not going to be able to move as much weight or as many sets or as many reps in the gym on things like squats and deadlifts. 
Uh, and that's just the way it goes. There's always a trade-off with stuff. So just make sure that keep your goal the goal and just do enough in the other areas to make sure that you're staying healthy. Um, likewise, you know, I've had a lot of endurance runners um, come in to train with me in the gym. And generally what I see with those guys is they have tremendous cardiovascular fitness and muscular endurance, but it's all hyper-specific to running. That's the one thing they can do really well. And then as soon as you take them out of that environment, um, they just crumble because they don't have any basic uh, strength and they're extremely tight um, and they can't get into different positions. So um, yeah, I can think of one guy in particular uh, who's a very, very good runner um, and uh, literally wasn't able to get down into just a, a bodyweight squat, probably not even a half squat um, on his first day. Couldn't do a push-up, certainly couldn't do a pull-up. Um, I know a lot of people can't do that, but it's just it's crazy when people can run marathons, um, run exceptionally good times in uh, 5Ks and 10K runs, but can't do something as basic as a push-up. And again... I'm not a physiotherapist, I'm not an expert in um, injury-related areas, but I think that if you're someone who's living in a lot of pain um, and there's glaring holes in your fitness, like the inability to do a squat with your body weight, the inability to do a, a push-up with good form, um, the inability to you know do a lunge or something like that, I'm not saying that that's the cause of your injury, but I think it would be nuts to not try to at least address that stuff um, before getting into all the hyper-specifics about different um, physio routes and recovery modalities you could be using. Um, so basically the long and short of that is you just need to have a bit of balance. Balance doesn't mean that you do everything 100% equally, um, although it could if that's what you wanted to do um, it just means that you need to have a base level of ability all right so you need to be able to lift your arms up over your head for flexibility you should be able to sit down into a lunge and stand up nice and tall without having your quad cramp up um, you should be able to go on a short run without your heart exploding you should be able to do a few push-ups uh, a few squats deadlifts with reasonably heavy weight all of that stuff um, creates a nice balance of ability in your body and it also makes you um, I hate to use the word functional but uh, I suppose it's the only one that comes to mind really at the moment it really does make you more um, functionally fit for doing a wide range of activities um, whether that's going for a hike um, playing a game of football with your friends um, you know, entering into a weightlifting competition, well, maybe not weightlifting, powerlifting. Um, you just have the ability to do a lot more things when you have all those bases covered. Um, and from my point of view, that might not be a perfect representation of fitness to just say those three things. But um, from my point of view and my experience with coaching people, when I think of the people who have just been in uh, the most 
challenging positions for getting fifth, um, who've kind of had the hardest time starting off. It's been the people who have been this combination of weak, out of shape, and extremely tight. Um, and that's a horrible combination of things to be. It's really hard to um, push yourself without getting hurt when you're in that position. And it takes a very long time to undo um, that lack of fitness. Whereas if you're starting off um, and you know, you're know you strong, but you're lacking in flexibility or endurance, at least we have one aspect that we can work with um you know at least i know that i can put you into positions even if it's just holding a plank or something like that and pairing that with some work on a bike um at least i know that you're going to be strong enough to do that stuff and not be sore for days on end afterwards um so you want to avoid you want to be the opposite of that person who's, who's weak tight and out of shape um you want to have a base level of competence in all three of those things um, and just lastly, to finish up the podcast, I'm going to give you um, a bit of my own personal experience with this stuff. So I've kind of gone full circle with my perspective on this stuff. Um, at the beginning, when I first got into training and fitness, I was extremely bought into the idea of being a well-rounded athlete. Um, and I do think that we should all consider ourselves athletes to a certain degree, even if you're not uh professional or being paid to do it um i think it's just a much more um effective way of looking at training than maybe just taking say like the the bodybuilding approach that's so rampant in the fitness industry where you just think about how you look all the time i think it's a lot better to think about how you perform but anyway that's aside from the point um you want to think of yourself as a well-rounded athlete and that's how I thought about training when I started off and we would do CrossFit workouts in school um, which were really endurance driven but we did a, a wide variety of different things and in many ways that point when I was probably 17, 18 was probably the most well-rounded I'd ever been as an athlete because I'd played a bit of rugby up to that point, um, I was doing martial arts, I was doing CrossFit and you develop the base level of strength from doing things like squats and deadlifts, albeit probably with very dodgy form at the time. Um, but I was doing all that stuff, and I could also go out for runs. I could do really intense CrossFit workouts. Um, and it was after I finished doing that in school and kind of became in charge of my own training I stopped doing um, martial arts. I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the time. I had a shoulder injury that was um, niggling me a lot, and I just couldn't push as hard as I wanted to. So I stopped doing that, um, worked on getting the shoulder fixed, um, and started getting into powerlifting, because powerlifting is something that's extremely easy to uh, control. Um, if your shoulder or your knee is hurting, you can just stop the set take a rest, maybe do a few stretches, do some physio work, go back, try it again. Maybe it's not working, you just cut the session there. If you're doing something like martial arts or a dynamic sport, um, you know, it's very hard to just step out of the class and um, it can be very frustrating. So I got into powerlifting and I was really all about 
strength and um, gaining muscle. And I still do believe that that's extremely important, but I just got further and further away from those other two points of the pyramid, the flexibility aspect and the endurance aspect. And then um, <clears throat> in the last sort of two or three years, uh, really the last yeah, two years, I got far stronger than I'd ever been before, but um, I also started racking up more nigging, nagging injuries that, you know, it wasn't like I blew a tendon off a bone or anything like that, but just little things like tendonitis and just overuse injuries um, that seemed to be more to do with my lack of ability to get into a good position so coming into powerlifting i had reasonably good flexibility but um i had one stint doing my masters where i was sitting down for seven to ten hours a day working on assignments and studying and uh, my hips got really tight i kept on training because i was continuing to get strong and um kind of without me realizing it um, I was getting worse and worse in terms of my flexibility, but also getting stronger at the same time. So I kept loading weight um, onto what was becoming uh, a pretty bad squat. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting a, probably one of the worst injuries I've had, um, which isn't saying a lot because I've, I've not had a huge amount of injuries, but I've had an issue in my knee for quite a while now. Um, and essentially it seems like I was just leaning a good bit more of my waist onto my left side than my right because of how tight my hips had become. Um, and I had totally neglected my conditioning as well. So it's only in the last month or so that I've really started focusing on that again. Um, I think there's a huge positive mental aspect to focusing on that. And it does improve your ability to do lifting up to a point, as I said, it improves your ability to recover from sessions um, and it's really good for your health as well. So that's that's kind of my personal experience with it. I'm working a lot more on my flexibility now um, and I have been noticing that making a big difference with my knee and just in general how my body feels. Um, that's the, the fitness pyramid, so keep that in mind. If you're someone who does uh, an awful lot of lifting, but not too much of the other two, try to just sprinkle in a little bit into your week. Um, if you're someone who does a lot of endurance type stuff, make sure that you're not uh, neglecting your strength and your flexibility. Um, classic example of that is the CrossFit athlete who wants to do kipping pull-ups, but can't do five strict pull-ups yet. Okay, guys, that is this episode of the podcast done. A little bit of a rambly one today, but I hope you guys still enjoyed it. If there's any topics that you would like me to cover in future, um, always feel free to message me. You can email me at kill at killianoconnor.net or you can send me a private message on Instagram. So I'm at killoconnor on Instagram. And yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, enjoy your day and I'll see you next time.